Hello, I'm Dennis Nunn, and I want to welcome you to this special Christmas podcast. We're in the second of a three-part message entitled, Three Things We Should Do at Christmas. And if you listen to the first podcast, you'll remember that we're never told to celebrate Jesus' birth. Um, Early believers didn't do it. But the fact is, I think it's a good thing to celebrate God becoming man and coming to earth. And so with that in mind, we want to look at some Bible passages that deal with Jesus coming to earth. And we've been zeroing in last week, this week and next week on the three wise men. Remember that? Except you'll we learned last week, we really don't know that it was three. We're sure it was more. They had a big group. And really the word is magi. But we're in Matthew chapter 2. We read it last week, but let's read it again. I'm Follow along. If you're in your car, if you're at home, get your Bible out and follow along. Here's Jesus being born, talking about his birth. And now these magi are coming to worship him. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, or we saw his star rise, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written, and they quote Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, uh, Go and uh, make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. In our last podcast, we notice the first thing that we see the Magi do that I maintain we should do at Christmas, and that is to worship. In verse 2 of Matthew 2, it said, that's why they came from the east. Obviously, influence of the Jews that were in exile in Babylon and in Persia had captured Babylon. There was a lot of knowledge and information about the one that was going to be born king of the Jews. And so they said, we, want, we have come to worship him. And when they got to the house where he was, they're no longer in a barn, so some time has passed. Uh, and Jesus and his mom and his dad are in this house. Uh, they bowed down and they worshiped him. So we want to worship at Christmas. And the second thing we should do is rejoice. Notice verse 10. It says, when they saw the star... They were overjoyed. So the star had led them from the east to Jerusalem. It had obviously paused there. They went to Herod. And when, when Herod told them Bethlehem, 
The star led them, much like the Shekinah cloud uh, led the Israelites in the desert. The star led them right to the house. And when it stopped and it clearly identified where Jesus was, it says they were overjoyed. The King James says they, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They were filled overflowing with joy. The fact is, Jesus is the joy giver. Jesus is the joy bringer. And every encounter, every announcement even of Jesus, we see it bringing joy. You may be familiar uh, in, in Luke chapter 1, in what we call Mary's Magnificat, where his mother Mary is, we don't know that she sang it, but probably she did. It was certainly put to music, but she's talking about when she's found out that she's going to be bearing Jesus. Notice what it says in Luke 1, 46 and 47. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So, She's rejoicing just knowing Jesus is coming. You remember when the angel came to the, to the shepherds to announce Jesus was going to be born and, and they, were, they were scared to death. They were terrified. You remember what it says in Luke chapter two? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Well, why not be afraid? I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Well, what in the world is this good news that brings such great joy? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And rejoicing over our salvation is so very, very appropriate. You see, I'm saying things that you know, but it's good to be put in remembrance of them. Here's why it's such good news that a Savior has been born. Because when the angel announced to, to Joseph that Mary was going to have a child, the angel said, you're to name him Jesus, which is from Joshua, Jehovah saves, Yahweh saves. You're to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And the fact is, the Bible makes it clear we're all sinners. Some may be worse sinners as human beings think of sin, but we all, we all fall short of the glory of God. And the problem with sin is not, well, I'm going to have to go to church. Wow, now I'm going to have to try to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to have to do better. I'm going to have to do more good things. No, the problem with sin is it leads to death, which is separation from God. And if we go through this life separated from God and we die separated from God, we spend eternity separated from God in the lake of fire. And that's not much to rejoice about, but here's the good news. The Bible says God demonstrated, he commended, he showed his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And in order to die for us, he had to be born. So he's born and he lives and he dies for us. And then the good news is, if we believe in our heart, God's raised him from the dead. And we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. Then we'll be saved. Saved from what? From our sins. From the penalty of our sins. And the best news of all is, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. There are so many things we ought to, we ought to rejoice about. 
You know, you look in the Bible and you see people rejoicing in Luke 15 over, over people being saved, rejoicing in heaven over people being saved, and we ought to rejoice. Um, Jesus said we should even rejoice when we experience persecution and rejection because there's a great reward for us. In Colossians 1, Paul talked about rejoicing in his suffering. But if there's anything we ought to rejoice in, it ought to be the forgiveness of our sins, our salvation, and we should never, ever get to the point where we get over that. You remember when Jesus sent his disciples out and he gave them power and they could heal people and they could cast out demons and Boy, they go out. When they come back to report to Jesus, they are so pumped. They said, Lord, Lord, this is amazing. Even the demons have to do what we say. And you remember what Jesus replied to them in Luke 10, 20? Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice. Why? That your names are written in heaven. Another expression for being a child of God, having our sins forgiven for being saved. So rejoicing is a response, not just to Christmas. We're seeing it to Christmas, but it's a response to a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. Don't get so busy this Christmas. Don't get so busy that you fail to rejoice. Um, for many people, holidays are not a time rejoicing. In fact, uh, I saw it as a pastor. I saw it as a law enforcement chaplain. The holiday season brings about greatly increased times of depression. Great numbers of people experience depression. The number of domestic disturbance and violence calls goes up. The number of suicides go up. And then this year you throw in COVID on top of that. And, and some of my friends have died. And some of my friends have loved ones who are, have died or who are at the point of death, others who are sick or battling COVID. And we need to be reminded in the, in the pain and the challenge of all these things. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Take heart, rejoice, because I have overcome the world. Jesus is the joy giver. Jesus is the joy bringer. Don't let your circumstances keep you from rejoicing in your salvation. Don't get so busy this Christmas season. You lose your overflowing joy. I hope you'll join us our next podcast for the third of the three things we should do at Christmas. God bless you and have a rejoicing Merry Christmas.